Fields, or as what we call our weekly comic book therapy after yet another, I know we say it all the time, man, but this is uh, another limit-pushing weekend. <laughs> week. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, what, how many hours have you worked already? You probably already worked about 50. Uh, something like that, yeah. I put in, because uh, I put in some overtime, we got it, I'm going early sometimes, but uh, so I think I've worked... Uh, I think I'm like maybe 46, 48, just for the extra. And uh, yeah, I see that. Plus, we had the Cumbie show on uh, on 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 Sunday, man. That was Sunday. That was a trip, man. I was I was uh, you know, I, I get it. You know, like um, yeah, I, I'm the I get pretty hopelessly positive about things, but I really enjoyed watching everyone work together, and uh, it, it was what it was. Uh, even if like peaceful things don't last between feds. Not that I'm saying that there's any animosity between feds, but it was nice everyone coming together for one amazing cause. The matches were great. Uh, we, uh, we raised, well, you guys did. I wasn't uh, part of it. I was just there. Um, how much did you guys raise? Like $4,500? 4500 about 4500 yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a shitload of money. And Cumbie was watching, and uh, it was just nice getting the, I really liked seeing all the networking going on, especially because Jeff hasn't really encountered all the other feds. Gotcha, yeah. So it, was, it was nice seeing him uh, talk to everyone and get to know people and uh, everyone just working together. Um, you had a barn burner match, man. I really enjoyed your match. Yeah, it was all right. Freaking, it wasn't too bad. Freaking eight-man tag. Freaking me and Kincaid tagging for the first time in probably 10-plus years at this point. So How was that? Like, you guys, uh, how long did it take you to plan that match? <laughs> you think there was planning involved? That's cute. I know, right? Right. Shoot, we just we, we just went out there and did it. Freaking, I showed up late. He showed up later. Yeah. We were late. We were plenty of time. Oh, we were up late. Still supposed to be there at one. We showed up around four. It was your ring. <laughs> yeah, but freaking, uh, yeah, you know, freaking made it. Uh, went out there, did what needed to be done, and had a good time. Freaking. Good to see these people I ain't seen in a long time. Got to see these people I had never met before. It was good. It was cool seeing you guys up against uh, Yaden and uh, and um, Curtis Cole. Cole? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, Filters match. Um, that guy can that guy can throw a pop up power bomb, man. I've got. If uh, I was gonna, I had all my money on Abaddon, and that that bet paid off uh, in terms of who's gonna make it. And I, he's he's the next pony. I got my I got all the money on. Awesome. Yeah, he's he can he he does a sick pop up power bomb. Big motherfucker. He's one of the nicest guys I ever met. Yeah, I freaking like him a lot. Good dude. Love seeing him at New Era. One of the best things, you know, greatest fed in Colorado. It happens. He's just what an accident. Just how it works out. And don't forget mm-hmm. we got the uh January eighth show coming up. Tickets are mm-hmm. Tickets are available on event, Eventbrite. Uh, was fifteen dollars now? Yep, fifteen dollars. Freaking be a good show. Freaking 
see what uh, see what happens. I'm, I don't think we've announced any matches as of yet. So as soon as we do, we'll let you guys know. Ah, regardless, it's going to be a good show, man. Really, the, the last show, the second to last show, I said I think we found our groove, and then the last show, like it, it ah, 100% showed, 100% yeah. showed. Like we were, that groove is like solidified. Everything went well, and no matter what happened during the behind the scenes, not that anything bad happened or anything like that. Everything just you know, it just flowed, and everyone walked away from that night feeling good. Well, that was a great show. Freaking last time we really kind of picked up, found everything, gotten getting a lot of a uh, a lot of things put together properly and properly utilized and come together nicely. Did you get uh, today? Uh, Y2J, Chris Jericho, my hero. Uh, haven't listened to his podcast in a while because it, frankly, has been kind of lacking. But you know, you know, he does his best, but I'm not shitting on it. Uh, I interviewed Kerry Silken, and that was a fascinating listen. Considering I'm, I, it was like in depth how the how Ring of Honor has been run, and you know from like he, he he's not the head booker, but they did talk about the head booker. They talked about you know potentiality of uh, Ring of Honor continuing in the future. They've got something going up on uh, WrestleMania weekend. Actually, I think that was like the first time. Supercard of Honor. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Supercard of Honor. I hope it is. Uh, they didn't say it was Supercard of Honor, which is why I'm saying that. Uh, but, you know, um, the the television station, or it's not Access, it's a, whatever station owns it, like, they, they, you know, they might be kicking around some ideas, but they let everyone, let everyone out of their contract. There's some people that are still getting paid, obviously, the bigger names. Uh, they're, mm-hmm. also, they're also keeping the belts alive. So we might see those belts in other feds until that happens. Um, yeah, I've already heard, like, I know... Uh... Jonathan Gresham's defending it in Game Changer Wrestling and uh, Terminus, which is his fed. So it's at least two feds the bell to be defended on. I didn't I didn't know that uh that the Briscoes have been there since the start. Oh yeah, they were the fir- first match ever in Real Honor history was uh Jay Briscoe versus the Amazing Red. Yeah, and the other Briscoe because came. uh he yeah he brother Briscoe couldn't wrestle because he was seventeen six he was sixteen or seventeen at the time and he freaking uh had to be eighteen to wrestle in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. No, so I, he like he was uh he managed his brother that night. No, just uh, being behind the scenes uh, at a lot of different shows and uh, it, it was really it was one of the more engaging wrestling podcasts I've enjoyed in a really long time considering that. We've we've interviewed a shit ton of wrestlers. Not that I'm bored of interviewing wrestlers, but uh, this was like more meat and potatoes. Now that I have more of a uh, specified and palette, if that makes sense, in terms of what okay. I'm, what I'm looking for in content. You know, they, a lot of people say the same things. You know, they put people over and they talk about where they came from. That's all really good and interesting. But uh, hearing Kerry talk about it like that, man, like and uh, his like his uh, his roots of being a fucking <laughs> Dirtbag, druggy, hawking tickets on the streets of New York, and you know, eventually, you know, buying Ring on or selling it, and you know, just being like kind of like the head of it for a while. And uh, I, I really liked it, man. I really, I really think that uh, I'm looking forward to you, if you get a chance to listen to it. If if not, we'll just save it for a road trip to Lubbock. Nice. We talk about that on the way there because uh, it, it's definitely something we could listen to and talk about. It. Get us in the get our heads in the in the right groove as we're on the hunt and uh maybe we can find like uh if they've got like an, an entertain mart or something like that or a hastings-esque store in lubbock or armarillo that you know because all that all that uh 
all that um, merchandise had to go somewhere. Someone bought that, all that shit. You know, Hastings was one of the yeah. best, best places to buy wrestling DVDs, hands down. Oh, it totally was. You know, it was, uh, it was amazing. I got most of my TNA slash Impact collection from Hastings back in the day. Yeah, it, it also made me think of it, like, because he was talking about how um, the Ring of Honor DVDs are a badge of honor. And, uh, and I, I remember, you know, not, you know, pun not intended, but still, like, going into your 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 place and you, you have your Ring of Honor TNA uh, DVDs, like, displayed, like, proudly. Love it. Yeah, and no, I got a decent little collection, freaking nothing, nothing too crazy, a couple specific, uh, specific shows here and there. Mm-hmm. So, we uh, I was talking with uh, with Cody today. Uh, might be a little bit longer until we have him on the show for the for when we do the manga anime thing. We're doing a once a month thing there. If we, you guys uh, haven't caught it, but I did tell him that we had a lot of fun talking about how his uh, his old man, his uh, his partner Ronaldo, that, you're, <laughs> that you were gonna be fucking pissed if you find out that he is not playing a straight, sexy, straight, sexy. Uh, uh, you know, leading character in a Mexican novella, and he's he's like Cody. I, like I, I risked it. it was, you know, I, I get still getting to know him. And, uh, he's got a great sense of humor, and he's like he's like, are you telling me that I could possibly have a sexy straight novella actor? Do you have any idea how much money those guys make? Do you have any idea how much anime and manga I could buy if he was doing that? <laughs> he, he, he went straight to where we go. And like, when you tell me about buying something, like, we could have bought that many comics for that. And like, fuck yeah, we could have. Like, you know, that's straight where his mind went. <laughs> not, That'll work. Not, 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 not that his, not that his uh, boyfriend was pretending to be straight in Mexican novellas. No. Nope, nope. Anime and, and, and manga. Yeah, he. Uh, so that all makes sense. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, his um, his uh, partner, his uh, his partner's brother was unfortunately murdered in a bar the other day. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, like in the news and everything. It was like it was, it's it's and then like it's one of those family situations that just is unfortunately not as ideal as you would like it to be. And he's just being a good boyfriend and taking damn good care of his boyfriend. Man, I'm I'm, I'm really proud of him. He had to miss a couple of days of work just to. Just to be with him, man. It really made me yeah. it, like. Uh, we've had conversations where we've talked to people that aren't as family oriented as we would like, and he's the opposite. Like he's all about it. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, yeah. that's horrible to hear, man. Freaking hope they uh, hope the best. All things, you know, all things considered. Unfortunately, no. And sheesh. I, I, from what I know, of Cody, his boyfriend is going to be well taken care of, and regardless of whatever happens, things are going to be okay because the guy's got a good heart, and yeah, that's what we do at Minefields. We take care of our brothers, and uh, hopefully, y'all are taking care of yours out there because we all got our moments, and we we still got to you know get shit done. Here we are. Damn, this brother, brother, brother. Oh, brother, brother, brother. Um. <laughs> I, I keep going back in my head just thinking um, god damn this week has been so fucking busy and then the last week I was like when are we going to get a break it's like it's not happening January is even worse <laughs> yeah January will be fine ish maybe I don't know <laughs> yeah I got I got three shows I'm booked at for photos and then we got a real nice. show and we got a new era we got that going on uh-huh. what else you got before we start getting into comics man like uh uh, I thought I liked, and guys, if you 
it's been out long enough, so we're going to say some uh, Spider-Man No Way Home spoilers, so go ahead and pause it on whatever you want. Uh, obviously, you know that's what we do here, but we're not trying to potentially spoil it. We just want to talk about it. I liked it more than Endgame. Yeah, no, it was definitely as a uh, as a singular movie, it was definitely superior. Like Endgame, Endgame had that whole 10 years of build to it. Oh, but yeah. freaking, then again, you know, if you look through Spider-Man lore yeah. and everything that happened in this one movie, mm-hmm. technically it's got like 20 years of build. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you got, you know, you're freaking, you're, 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 you're firing on all cylinders. The movie was immaculately freaking put together. I freaking loved it. Definitely some, uh, one of the few movies that like, you want to just jump out of your seat and be like, fuck yeah. That happened. Oh yeah. You know, um, yeah, we got, we got some, uh, evolution. We got some, uh, got some interesting, well, by the end of things, everything was, uh, was set up for definite. They're definitely doing a sequel. Friggin' definitely was set up, and it was some. Um, you know, we'll see where Spider Man goes from here. Because, like, you know, they gave us everything we want, and then they took quite a bit away, at least from Peter. What what sequel do you think they're setting up? Oh, they're setting, they're doing a sports Spider Man movie. Oh, they have to. oh I, I know they're going to do it, but I'm just saying, like, what, like, is there anything particular? Like, because we were saying, like, you know, uh, One Last Day type thing um, of what this movie is. Uh, Anything particular you got in the hints of? Because I just thought that it was definitely going to happen. I didn't get any hints that like it's going to be like linking into like um, Secret Invasion or anything like that. Or not? I mean, basically, it seemed like they were going back to you know Spider-Man, just basically barely scraping by. You know, he uh, you know he lost his parents, he lost his uncle and aunt, freaking. You know, he's he lost his girl, he lost his best friend. He lost. You know, but by the end of it, he's you know he's stuck in a tiny apartment by himself. I, I Got to figure out a way to get figure out a way to pay the bills. I loved his shitty apartment, man. <laughs> I was so pumped for him. <laughs> I was so pumped for him, and just he's watching the YouTube videos and shit. And I I love the fact that he he absolutely. It's one of the things that I love about any Spider Man movie is watching him mature. Yeah, and, and like the the little things, like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, it starts out with Peter being that petulant child, like, "Oh, I can't date you. Oh, maybe I should." And she's like, "Fuck you! I break up with you." And then you know, eventually, uh, you know, things you know gravitate towards that sort of end. But then like Peter walking out of that that uh, that coffee shop, seeing that she was still mm-hmm. wearing the necklace, and you know, maybe one day, you never know. You know, if it happens, it happens. But uh, at least, at least she's protected for now. And I was so bummed for Happy Man. <laughs> I was so bummed. Oh yeah, no, Happy got screwed. Happy got screwed. Aunt <laughs> May broke up with his ass. I was like, 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 I've dated some fine women, but I've never dated a Marissa Tomei fine woman. I would have been on my hands and knees, like, baby, I can change. <laughs> Tell me what to do. I was wrong. Like, here's my bank account. Look at it. It's got, look at all those zeros, please. <laughs> Mm, poor happy. It was a zeros were all on the wrong side of the decimal, homie. <laughs> I'm sure Tony left him something. Maybe. I thought for sure Doctor Strange was Mephisto in disguise, or and then halfway through I realized it's not, and then I was like, okay, maybe Mephisto's going to show up as that little girl at the end of the comics, 
you know, to to to, to make mm-hmm. that that little deal there. But no, it, it didn't happen. You know, considering that they've they keep hinting or, or everyone wants it. Like, I don't know. I, it, Everybody wants it. There's no. Uh, there, there's a couple of hints I've seen that are like, okay, maybe. But like, no, I think I think we're wanting. Like, you just kind of you assume because you could tell which storyline they were going for with it. Yeah. But like, like the one division stuff was freaking. There was never a hint of Mephisto. I didn't think so either. You, you just wanted it. I think it's a terrible they'll, idea. They'll probably, throw, they'll probably throw him in there as eventually as like a freaking, as like a fine. We'll do it. They might not even do that though. Freaking, I mean you're. You know, if you're, if you're going into like Mephisto, who's basically the devil of the Marvel universe, you know, you got to you got to freaking. You know, you 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 gotta you gotta be careful how you're gonna play it up, and be careful how it works. Like if you're gonna do it at all, it'll probably be in uh, in Doctor Strange or a Ghost Rider movie. But even then, I think it's a terrible idea. I think people are wanting something that they don't know what they're asking for. Mephisto stories suck. I have never read a <laughs> Mephisto story that was any way worthy of being adapted into a fucking movie, let alone like something I'm like, you're never, you're like, we're never going to be on the hunt. And I'm like, oh my God, Mephisto did this and this. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I could find all the original, uh, like, uh, one last day things and I'd be like, I don't fucking care. I don't want it. <laughs> like, I might get it just to complete a collection, but I'm not going to pop yeah. for it. No, no, you're, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree with that. Like, no. It's, I think it's going to be all about Kang and, um, Difficult. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got King out. We got we got a lot of really interesting characters. You know, we found out. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. My my favorite part was freaking the uh, the cameo in the first thirty minutes. Remind me who cameo in the first thirty minutes? Oh Jesus Christ! The lawyer. Oh yeah, yeah. and the brick. And the brick. Okay, I'm thinking the brick. And the brick. Yeah. Okay, we got Matt yeah. Murdock. We, we got confirmation that uh. Matt Murdock is alive and well in the MCU, which you know. But I mean, so we got we got Daredevil. You know, we got you know. In theory, we have Luke Cage. We've got the Defenders. We got Iron Fist. We got Jessica Jones. We better have fucking Punisher. John Bernthal. You know, Punisher. Freaking, we got all that stuff all set up. You know, Electra, the whole nine. Why not John Bernthal? John Bernthal was the bomb in the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked it. It was it was definitely worth the zero dollars I spent downloading it. Um, <laughs> I'll see it in the theater. Uh, I went I went to the theaters like a like a gentleman. I'm still gonna see it in the theater. I just didn't couldn't. I was too busy limit pushing to get it to get to the get to the theater uh, to to go see it. I will I will go see it. But I, I you know God bless that nice. You, nice you got to make the time for a cinematic classic like that. Shoot. Uh, we're probably going to end up doing that this weekend. Uh, Robin nice. and I, my sister and I are going to go see The Matrix uh, tomorrow night. And I uh, secretly watched it today because uh, it popped up on it popped up on uh, the old HBO Max. And I was having like two hours between calls. <laughs> like I watched that, nice. movie, watched that movie completely uninterrupted today, man. Like it was uh, – I'm not going to ruin it for you, but I – I overstate things sometimes, and this is definitely one of them. But I mean it with all my heart. It it fixed things in me that I thought were broken. It it, it healed it healed parts of my it heart. healed twenty year old scars. It did. It really did. It, it absolutely did. 
the that's funny. The resurrection protocols were horrific. When they showed that, it was it was a stunning masterpiece. It was uh, Lana Wachowski knocked it out of the park. But I really think that she's been watching uh, New Era Wrestling because old Neil Patrick Harris was pretty similar to a, a, a Doctor Silver, but not not as good and definitely not as attractive as our Doctor Silver. Just I don't know. No, Patrick Harris is a handsome man. He is a very handsome man. I I feel tricked into liking him. I I, I never really liked him until uh, Harold and Kumar told me to like him, and then of course he's cruising by like no one's driving the car, snorting that line of coke off like that naked chick's ass. I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> he is awesome. <laughs> Solid suck, huh? Solid suck. Um, I'm. I'm pretty easy out of please if you know exactly what, what you're shooting at. And if it's anything like uh, Married with Children, then you're shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, but if you if you like a good, it, it it was it just brought back my favorite love story of all time. Um, and that's that's what I'm gonna leave it at, guys, because uh, it just came out. So we don't have time to really do that. I'm not gonna tell you anything that happened, but I was very very happy and. We we anything else before we start getting comics, man? Because I have been dying to talk about Nightwing with you for a while. Yeah, no, Nightwing was a uh, Nightwing was solid, man. Freaking, it was it was almost like that issue of freaking uh, the Flash we caught with Doctor Fate. I'm, Whereas it was just like this, into like just the way it was written and drawn was just unique into unto itself. You read my mind. You absolutely read my mind. I'm glad you said it first. Uh, I really think that th- that book, Doctor Strange, the the Flash with uh, Doctor Fate, and this book uh, are gonna be in like in, in ten years or five years when someone's doing a book on how to make comic books, and they're showing you, okay, here's basic page layout. Eventually, you might be this good where you where you should you. How many like would you? How, are these even? How would you even classify this? Like double splash pages where. The the storytelling is is linear, but at the same time, like my eyes my eyes knew exactly where to go. Obviously, you just following you know it's very curved you know it curves the where, where the where you're seeing how he's talking. But as things go on, I keep going back, and I was pleasantly distracted by all the little things that are going on here. Like uh, we turn the page, we see him walking, having that wonderful conversation with Babs. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're going to see, like, Bloodhaven in the day today, and these assholes are shooting at Dick Grayson in broad fucking daylight. <laughs> like, what the, yep. hell, what the hell are you doing? What did you, what was your take on this second page here where we see him going from, you know, getting shot at to channel? It was just an issue, it was just, it was really cool, like, you don't normally see... Like pages done this way, even you know, even splash pages. You know, you get the whole page to utilize one big scene, and like they're just making this running scene. Like you said, you're kind of able to follow follow everything all at once, but at the same time, it's just like it's it's new and exciting. And like I, I felt myself really kind of like speed reading through this, just kind of enjoying the chase a little bit it was a 100 percent chase it was a race to this thing i've read it three times already i just i i can't get enough of this comic i, I love the 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 choice of the font uh it's so it like those are like that's the same font of the letters that were that they bought for us that were on the magnets on our refrigerators when we were a kid that, that's sesame street almost 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a very, that. that's a very specific uh, a font, and it just it perfectly pops. It's it's uh, you know New York style. A uh, lot of secondary colors here. Um, the fact that Dick is changing in broad daylight, like he's that aware of his surroundings, that he, he up the stairs, he's already ready to rock and roll. What did he do with his briefcase? Was the was the was the costume in the briefcase the whole time? That's what it looks like. Yep. Why not? And you got the shoes dangling from the uh, the power lines. These random assholes, fifty style, and they even got the fedoras shooting at his ass, and they can't hit fucking side of a barn door. And, yep. Uh, and, the, and while we're watching this, we see uh, Bloodhaven residents silhouetted in the front. Some are crouched down. Some are just looking. Someone's just walking. No, that's that's happening. No, there's not. Yep. Somebody getting arrested. Somebody driving. Uh... Scooter. Well, a big biker guy on, on a little moped there, dude, lighting a cigarette. Yeah. And we got some graffiti saying who is heartless. Oh, yeah, that too, 100%. So we still got, you know, this is a little nod that we still have heartless freaking in the background. Correct. <laughs> Look how he swings into the next page. I'm, I'm, I gotta make sure I'm, I gotta stop reading it while I'm while we're talking about it. <laughs> I, yeah. I love it. And then, see, this is I, I thought you'd already read it because you usually read Nightwing first. So, yeah, no, I just had picked it up late. Freaking picked it up on the way out of town. When did I pick? I don't even remember when I picked these up. In all honesty, shoot, maybe yeah. Monday, I think. Yep. So yeah, but no, freaking uh, yeah, you know, we find out that. Uh, the criminals are out. They're not after Nightwing. They're after Dick Grayson, and they uh, they kidnapped his dog. I had to put the book down and walk away for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I almost jumped out of my chair, man. Like they they dog napped Bitewing, man. Like those bastards. <laughs> like they like and like at the same time, like okay, we're we're not even halfway through the book here. And this is this was a short book, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, and X's out there, whatever you want to call yourself, because we want to respect everybody, but. The second that dog was taken, <laughs> um, this I immediately thought this this fucking better get resolved now. Uh, don't you fucking make me wait a month <laughs> for to worry about that fucking dog? Find out about the dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> fucking bastards and like oh dude and and then and just rewinding here. So like when when he's changing into uh, Nightwing, he's on the phone. With Babs, switch to Oracle, and then boom, right to the earpiece. Oracle here, like I love, I love their flow in terms of like switching from one thing to another, and their absolute like knowledge of each other and respect. Yeah, no, freaking there, like you say, there with the flow in between personas and make it work. You know, and then we see the uh, see these guys end up jumping into this windowless van, proving yet again that nothing good happens in a windowless <laughs> van. That's the first time you've ever said anything about a windowless fan that I can actually agree with. Exactly. Nothing good happens. But yeah, no, we're, we're just continuing the ongoing issue with them uh, Nightwing swinging from building to building while trying to jump onto this van. And he makes it on there and punches some, you know, one of the guys in the face, throwing him out of the van. Look how, <laughs> look how big of a dent he puts in the side. He's getting that dog, and then of course we get the 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 Bloodhaven residents, which is one of the things that I I was just absolutely fascinated with getting. Like we keep preaching it, 
And they're probably listening in and knowing that we're right, that in order to make these uh, bat books 100% even more enjoyable is give the city a, make the city a character. And it really, girls sitting there on the, you know, just chilling with reading a book. People are filming. Some poor guy, like, loses all his files. <laughs> yeah, we got somebody over here doing yoga, all kinds of yeah. random stuff. You know, we kind of really see the uh, the difference between Bloodhaven and Gotham, you know? Oh, yeah. A lot of times, you know, unless there's some specific reason, there's not a whole lot of people on the streets of Gotham unless you're doing something bad. But here in uh, here in Bloodhaven, you see people just out and about about their daily business, like, you know, not thinking about nothing. Makes me think that this is like the like Bloodhaven might be like the, what do you call it? The um, I just had it in my head in New York. Um, the Soho. The Soho, yeah, like they're they're just peacefully interacting. You know, there's we didn't see any random crime happening. Yep. Uh, it, it was just people going about their day, just you know, doing doing their own business here. And then we get this wonderful gentleman here, like, hey, Nightwing, take my bike. <laughs> like not a, not a, I'm commandeering your bike. Nah, I know what you're doing for this town. You go get him. <laughs> and he probably knows he's never going to see his bike. <laughs> like, yeah. Suddenly, that we knows who he is and then just drop it off with him. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. You know, you see that. You see like people helping him. You see the next page in the upper uh, left hand corner. We see uh, some pro Nightwing graffiti on the uh, on the side of the building. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah. You know, you, they, they just, they've accepted that they have a hero. Whereas Gotham, you know, you definitely have more, you know, you have some people that are all about it and some people that, you know, hate the idea. But you, this this uh, this community seems to enjoy having their own personal superhero. And it, it's not until you get into, like, the outskirt, outskirts by the docks where we see any more homeless people. Yep. Any homeless people, but the chase on this man—I I was just racing through this, and I—I I, I didn't care because you know we—we we try to savor the comic, but like this is Nightwing. Like we're—we're we're not. We're not going to step step back. We're, we're following along. This is one of the best comic books on the shelves right now, let alone. And then and then if you because I've got it digitally, um, mm-hmm. this it 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 all follows. Like it's all this is actually one big giant. Like up until when he breaks through the door. It's, mm-hmm. I want to say, so that's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, sixteen pages that make up every, that, that entire thing. It would take sixteen, like, that many long, like, if you think that, like, like expanding the X-Men issue one, um, you know the the special edition cover. The, the multi cover, yeah. yeah. The multi page cover, yeah. I remember no, that. This one follows. In in back to one of my favorite instances here is that one we've got a problem. Babs is on the job again. She's not going out all the time, but she's still she's back on the job. Number, mm-hmm. two, number two, whatever it is that's keeping on her feet right now is not as sturdy as we'd like it to be. Yeah, she is picking and choosing her battles here, but when she finds out about that dog being gone, <laughs> like I'll meet you there, I'll meet you there. Like he he is solidly across this bridge, and just I can't stop flipping and flipping back on this man. 
Yeah, no, it was it was masterfully put together. You know, like I said, you get to the building, freaking Babs joins him. You know, we uh, they end up kicking down the door while Babs is coming in through the ceiling. In three, two, one, like he he takes the low ground, she takes the high. I love watching the uh, the the visual of him throwing the what do we call it, the nightstick or like there's something a schema stick. A schema stick. Watching that go through, let's see, one, two, bounce up on the ladder, catches that motherfucker. Yep, one handed. One handed. She she uh, gets that gun out of that guy's hand, and then they got a room clear. Boom. God, this is beautiful. Yep. Then we walk into the next room up the stairs, and there's the uh, the guy with the dog with that gun to the dog's head. <laughs> Poor Bitewing. I wonder if Bitewing was scared. Probably not. Probably knew that they were coming to get him. <laughs> like, like they should they should do like a a follow up mini comic on this of what was going through Bitewing's head. Like you motherfuckers, you know what my mom and dad are gonna do when they fucking catch your ass. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> Like, he lands on the van. Well, there's Daddy. <laughs> and there, right, there's two gone. All right, you had four guys earlier. And then swinging off into the distance with Bitewing. Arf! <laughs> Good girl. I, I'm, I'm loving the... I, I think that they're one of the best team-ups I've ever read in my life. Like, usually when I read a team-up, I think it's like a fucking bullshit cash grab. Or, yep. or because... Uh, the, the the main comic is suffering and they gotta like add someone like a heavy hitter, you know, to, mm-hmm. to make it good and it never works. But these, they're a perfect team. I just uh, the second I realize it, I I, I feel a, a countdown in my head of how long it's gonna last. Oh yeah, mm. man. Oh, this was a, like you said, this is another another great book. Again, this is another. You know, this isn't going to go down as like a key issue or anything, but it really should be. It reminded like just the way it's put together. It reminded me of uh, one of the reasons why I liked the Spider-Verse so much uh, was because they blended so many different types of comic style into it. Like, they even pixelate, like, you know, the old school pixels for uh, for shading and for highlights. You know, the just the dots, the, the, the uniform dots in certain spots and... They go overboard with colors over here. Like, they're utilizing every tool. And, man, I really hope that there's some, like, actual, like, if this ever came up for auction, you know, when we're millionaires and stuff, I'm gonna, I'd am i want that whole, I'd want this, I'd buy this whole fucking issue. <laughs> nice. I'd buy this. I'd buy, I'd buy all the original art on this. You do okay, man? You got the sniffles. Yeah, it is what it is. A little under, a little under the weather. I'm sorry, man. Eh, not a big deal. You can Happens least, to the best of us. Yeah, just uh, uh you. Uh, I gotta, I gotta schedule my booster shot. Gotta schedule that booster shot. Okay. Well, gotta get it done. Shoot. Yeah. Regardless of what you feel about vaccines, you know, just I feel like it's, uh, it's my personal choice, and um, you know, I just don't want to die. <laughs> Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that would suck, man. Uh, what do you want to do next, man? Uh, X-Force? Spawn? Uh, what are you thinking? Let's do some Spawn. Spawn, all right. King Spawn number five. Let me pull this bad boy up. This one, 
This one was a heavy pop, guys. All right, so McFarlane's been bringing back some heavy hitters, and he's actually let the reins off and let a couple other guys start writing stories. I mean, McFarlane obviously, you know, gives, you know, the plot, and he's got Sean Lewis uh, doing, like, you know, the full script. But they brought back Billy Kincaid, a child murderer from, uh, like, almost 30 years ago. <laughs> that, And... Um, that was horrific, but now we've got a flashback, and this is uh, interesting to me because this was a retcon of the actual death of Al Simmons. Al Simmons originally was killed by Chapel, which was a member of Youngblood um, okay. that was created by Rob Liefeld. So things didn't go too well with the Image Boys and Liefeld because he's just not... He was one of the younger guys. He just didn't do business the way that they wanted him to. I I, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to shit on it. But you know, he was ousted from Image, and um, you know, I, I I assume they're cool now because I've seen things where they've talked. But the I've seen the death of Al Simmons a few different times. It's always in a jungle, and it's always by chapel. But we had some clues left from the last King Spawn where. Uh, for a certain song, because there's a there's a new terrorist organization out there, and it is about which is the psalm here, Psalms one thirty seven in particular. Don't know the connection. Al makes the connection in regards to his last mission where he died. We've got Jason Wynn, his you know, the the shadow boss higher than the CIA on the horn. Like make sure you kill these guys. They're using children as soldiers. He pops in, finds the leader, and it turns out, no, this guy loves the USA. Uh, the children are all volunteers, and the guy that was given the orders uh, for him to, for the guy who's out there to kill, to do anything in regards to, like, diamonds in Botswana, uh, was actually coming from his boss, too. Realizes that, okay, so Jason Wynn is playing the playing both sides. Uh, you don't know Spawn that well, but if you if you even read like thirty issues of it uh, or random sporadically, you know that Jason Wynn is the biggest piece of shit ever. Uh, puts the order out to kill to kill Al Simmons, and they retconned it a long time ago that it wasn't actually Chapel that killed her killed him. It was uh, Jessica Priest, who is now she Spawn, working with Al Simmons as a she she's she's actually Hell Spawn now. So they she shows up, put a bullet in his head, lights him on fire like she does in the movie. He remembers everything. He's not pissed at her, but he's back there with his ex-buddy, uh, uh, Terry Fitzgerald, because they got to figure out why. He goes back to the same hut. He's immediately, uh, immediately hit in the back by a powerful jolt of lightning uh, by a new character in kind of a weird-looking suit. I'm not too happy with it. It looks more mechanical, mechanical and decorative, but he knows a lot about Al. And, of course, it's... Dun, dun, dun. Jason Wynn is back. <laughs> Jason Wynn died, I think, like, I want to say t- not more like 13, 14 years ago they killed him off. It's been a really long time. We got Jason Wynn back, so we're bringing back a lot of people. So it, within the pages of Spawn that are back, we've got Cygor. We've got a now-missing um, Overkill, who originally was Overt Kill. Uh, so Jason Wynn's back. we got um, Billy Kincaid. Uh, Redeemer's back, but Redeemer is actually not the original Redeemer. Uh, Redeemer's kind of like the the spawn from, from heaven. 
the anti okay. originally he was called the anti spawn. And but the new the new person in that suit is uh someone from Elm's past, this kid that he tried to help and unfortunately his help backfired. So we've got that kid back to Eddie. Um he's the one I told you like spawn tattooed, I beat my kids all over the dad's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 kid. Um Cygor's back in uh let's see Wow. Of course, we got Jessica Priest is back, but now she's she spawned. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious on this. Like, would, when you see, like, bringing such a, a heavy roster of, of, of old names, how do you feel when it comes to that when they do that in wrestling? Because I'm really excited, but I also can't trust my opinion on this because I'm so invested in Spawn. Um, when you hear someone talk about, like, them bringing, like, that many heavy hitters in wrestling... What do you think? Do you, do you think it's bullshit? Like, do you do you think it's because the writing is suffering and they just got it? They're they're grasping at straws, or you think they got a good idea? I mean, it depends on the Fed, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the Fed. It depends, and, and you got to remember too is that that's one of the huge differences between comic books and wrestling is that in wrestling, obviously, you're portrayed by real people who age, and freaking, you know, a guy coming back that you haven't seen in 15 years isn't going to be the guy he was 15 years ago. Right. Whereas you bring in a comic book character and he could be just whatever, anything you want. Technically he could age, he could not age. He could, you know, have a mental breakdown and be crazy. You know, there's any number of things you can do with the, with the comic book character that quite frankly, you can't, Get get away with with a flesh and blood human being. I'm glad like you know, it, it's two different things between bringing back a character like a Cygor and bringing back Goldberg. Yeah. No, no and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because every one of the people I've mentioned to you have some sort of uh, b- hardcore battle damage. Jason, when his face is burnt half off, uh, he's missing an eye. Eddie is missing both eyes. Um, uh, Priest uh, Jessica Priest just happens to be good now and be uh, a hell spawn. Cygor is a resur- uh, and Overkill are resurrected and they're basically zombies uh, that Al just keeps alive. Um, they all they all have some sort of battle damage, but I think that's one of the reasons why it, it didn't piss me off. Now that you, now that you point that out, I mean like Jason Wynn has maggots pouring out of one eye. It's but it's one of the but. I'm I'm wondering if that was just because they're still sticking to that old school '90s like it's Spawn. It's got to be as detailed as possible and as gnarly, gross. But I, I I'm I'm not pissed off by it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not pissed off by it. The more I think about it, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm really glad that uh, all uh, the the people I, I get all my spawns from uh, from Muse. By the way. Okay. I get all my. Uh, of course, we've got Mr. Ed over at Ed's Cards and Comics that we always put over because that guy is wonderful. If you guys ever need a back issue, uh, just give him a call. I'm sure he'll mail it to you. I'm sure he's got it. He probably knows off the top of his head exactly where it is. He's like I was watching Harry Potter the uh, the other day, and uh, when Ollivander is saying he knows every wand that was ever sold and and knows where everything is in his store, maybe think of Ed. Mm-hmm. Like oh I know where that is it's, uh, it's over here and just go to, like some some dark corner and pull out a box and like, oh here, here you go <laughs> yeah we got that I got two of them yeah we got two of them yeah pick pick which one you want hey Ed uh, I can't afford it right now uh, but can you put it in my box yeah don't worry about it 
I know you're. I know you're good for it. <laughs> I know you're good for it. Hmm. You're in ghost. No, I'm just not. You know, we just had to take a quick break, real quick, guys. But just, uh, I'm really happy with what's going on here, and I if, haven't revealed too much for you guys because there's a lot more going on, a lot, a lot of different um, things on the plate here that you can taste. But pick it up. It, it's really picking up steam. I, I was really worried that McFarland splitting or creating a spawn verse uh, with like Gunslinger and uh, of course King Spawn and the 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 cursed or the scorched. The scorched is coming up. Uh, I think next week, next week uh, for, for that one. But it, it's it's really picking up steam and worth every every penny. All the artwork's great. The writing's amazing. And because I I think up until like maybe like five months ago, I was bitching about every goddamn spawn I ever talked about. Yeah. Yeah. But let's uh let's uh let's flip the page, man. Let's go to let's go back to Marvel. Let's do some X Force. Got uh, X Force what twenty six? Yep. Yeah, we uh last issue we had Wolverine. Turns out Wolverine's a big uh big surfing guy. He ended up surfing some waves, meeting some uh people that he assumed were mutants. And they uh you know, they ended up using him to find out where all the baby mutants were kept, and they ended up stealing at least three of them. Bastards. I'm digging it, man. Like, uh, the, the surfing scene was a lot of fun. I love the fact that immediately these idiots didn't know what they were dealing with and the fact that... <coughs> bless you. Thank you. Bless you. The, the, these idiots kidnap some babies that are being closely monitored because they, they have to be closely monitored because their uh, X-gene is uh, manifesting extremely quickly. And obviously babies can't control what their powers are. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, no, we got to... We set up the issue with the with them uh, swimming underwater for an extended period of time, which we find out eventually why. But at the same time, they're trying to meet their rendezvous point before the um, before the babies lose their minds and kill everybody, and they end up finding their way onto a, uh, a submarine, where they're finally able to uh, drop off the children. Apparently, one of them is crying so loudly that he, that they are shattering the uh, shattering the containment unit and driving everybody crazy. And one of the one of the one of her, the uh, partners ends up deciding they want to just kill the baby, but they're stopped because this is exactly what the the guy in charge wants. What would you think of the bluebird? Oh, the bluebird was—I mean, it made sense, you know. For you got uh, the blackbirds, what they fly in the skies. So why wouldn't they have a the bluebird for the blue seas? Yeah, but it's a bird. Birds don't swim. Penguins. <laughs> penguins swim all the time. All right, all right, that's fine. I'll give me that one. I've never seen a penguin that doesn't like some water. This is a pretty gnarly submarine, by the way. I, I, like... Oh no, submarine's awesome. But yeah, no, we got got a we got Kid Omega, we got Domino, we got Wolverine going after the uh, after the babies in question. You know, Wolverine's pissed because freaking you know he had he felt he had a connection with one of the uh, with the blonde. And at the same time, Kid Omega's losing his mind right now because um, him and his girlfriend broke up. She broke up with him while he was dreaming. 
Because <clears throat> she's one of the Stepford cuckoos. She ste- she she tele- telepathically text message broke up with him. Yeah. Mm. Who breaks up with somebody being text messages? I swear. I've done it a few times, but <laughs> oh, not like long term relationships. Uh, you sure. Plus, you plus me equals frowny face. Aww. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, Wolverine tries to give Kid Omega some sage-like advice about being a, uh, dealing with breakups, talking to him about how, uh, you know, it, it, it gets easier over time, blah, 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 and easier with age, and basically to suck it up. Suck it up, bitch. I didn't like seeing Kid Omega in this position, man. Of all the people, I mean, I, I, I get that they've been, like... Advancing his character and really developing it, you know, to be more well-rounded and not be such a hubristical prick. But that's one of my favorite things about him. And seeing him bitching over a chick that he had no business dating in the first fucking place. He should have known that. We knew it. Um, you know, it's, it's like, get over it, man. Like, uh, it happens. Like, you'll, you'll find another cool chick and... They've, they've, we already know uh, that. What was it? What last issue in X Men were? It was in, um, it was in Inferno when Destiny tells the, the cuckoo girls like, yeah, uh, you, you four make it, you don't. <laughs> like, uh, which one doesn't? Ah, you'll find out. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. um, like it, it, it's gonna happen. Um, I don't know. I just don't like seeing Kid Omega like that because he's one of my favorite characters. Oh, he's, right. he's a great character, freaking. I don't know. I, I don't mind seeing the growth. You know, freaking. That's. I mean, I've been reading him since. Uh, I think the first time I saw him was in the the last little iteration of Generation X, which only lasted like thirteen issues. But yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. You you've seen some growth. You've seen him like, you know, he's suffered through some stuff, and you kind of see him come out the other end of it stronger. But like. You know, at the end of the day, like we find out here, he's still Kid Omega, and he's still just like, you know, if you try to play him, he's gonna know. You know, he he blatantly calls out Wolverine for lying to him because you know he can he's a psychic. He knows, you know, he can read Wolverine's thoughts, and he finds out the Wolverine lied to him about the about the whole thing about you know things getting easier and you know not caring so much when you're older. You know, and he's he's you know. And so, if you're going to call out Wolverine, you know, you got some, uh, you know, that takes some balls. You're right about that. It just occurred to me. How come uh, Wolverine never has some sort of uh, addition to his costume to make sure people can't read his fucking thoughts? Of, of someone that's so close guarded. I mean, Magneto's got his helmet. It's not going to be that hard. I mean, he's got an animated mm-hmm. skull. Like, I'd, I'd, if I was him, I'd be guarding my thoughts day and day. Maybe he just doesn't care. At the end of the day, I mean, he's freaking, you know, he's Wolverine. Does it really give a crap what you think about him? No. Now, my question for you is, is, and this is where I got pulled back into loving Kid Omega and the issue, is when they bring back the two babies, because like, one of them's missing, uh, but delivers them back to the, uh, the what, what do we call it, the... It's not a hatchery. There's, I can't remember the name of the goddamn thing. Um, yeah, the, the, pa- the bower. The, the nursery. The bower. The bower. Okay, cool. Um, these two mutants are just 
standing over the babies and he just makes them hit each other's heads together. <laughs> Why not? I'm kidding, uh-huh. Mega. Well, the whole thing too is that they've they've kind of made it a point. Like we learned about it in a uh, in Way of X. You know, they're making mutants to make mutants. That's you know. But then when you know push comes to shove, they're no longer parents. Right. You know they they don't have any responsibility to these kids. Their whole responsibility is just to make more mutants. You know we don't even know if these are necessarily their parents or if they're just two people in the bower in the bower that just screwed up and weren't paying attention when they got kidnapped. Right. I mean, either way, there's a definite uh, lack of responsibility for any of this. Yeah, because a lot of times those babies are just dropped off because two, uh, two mutants just couldn't deal with having a baby and they just drop them off. You know, I'm glad they're, yeah. being, glad they're being taken care of. But on the lighter side, and Jean Grey knows what she's doing dressed as Marvel like that. Jesus Christ, look at that. She knows what she's doing. And that's that's I don't I don't think that's fair. Uh, if you are a telepath and you're dressed like that, like any thoughts you have around her, I don't think are your fault. As long as you don't say it out loud, you're hooting, hollering, whistle at her. Don't do that. But goddamn, that Jean, she's packing. Even, always, always. Even though this artist isn't exactly my favorite, but the. Uh, he sure does know how to do some backgrounds because if we flip the page and this this semi-splash page of this erupting volcano with the the waves going on here, that is a lot of work to do that sort of perspective. That's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. That's that's a lot of ruler work, man. That is a pain in the ass. And then look how all detailed the waves are. And then, of course, we've got Wolverine and his adamantium surfboard. We better get a, <coughs> we better get a goddamn uh, action figure, including that surfboard. I love it. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, I forgot that uh, the girl's name is Pike. You know, Wolverine knew where to meet her in Alaska because they talked about her last issue. You know, and we've come to find out that uh, Pike's been tampered with, you know, and that she's been uh, augmented and she needs the adrenaline rush to feel alive or else she could basically die. You know, she needs to have that near-death experience to keep her... You know, keep her put. You know, keep her going. Basically, I felt really sorry for. Her. Yeah, I mean, then, you know, one thing about Wolverine is we all know he freaking. Uh, you know, he he's been messed with. You know, Weapon X and all that. You know, we all know that what he can't gone and what he went through, and it turns out Pike went through something similar. This shark is gnarly, though. I loved watching him just surf straight to a shark, a great white shark's head. Yeah, just basically looks like he cut him in a in half with his adamantium surfboard. Uh, that was gnarly. We can still save him. Yep. You know, and then we, uh, you know, Wolverine, you know, ends up hitting the wave wrong and freaking falling off the board, and then gets picked up by uh, Kid Omega on his. Psychic as psychic surfboard, if it looks like. Oh yeah. So apparently, uh, Kid Omega is also quite the uh, the surfer. And then we got the Peacock Man rounding things out. They got the uh, neutralizing uh, collar on the baby. We don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, I'm really interested in this character. Uh, all his dealings with uh, Peter Sputin's uh, brother. Uh, I'm really loving all the pot, the irons they got in the fire going on with X right now, but 
they need to pull the trigger on something because these in-between issues aren't always my my cup of tea. They did they did it recently. The latest issue of Spider-Man is he wakes up in um he wakes up in the hospital, moved from the ICU, and there's some guy that is uh, living in the deep dark basement of the of the of the hospital that's just taking patients. Oh, you come with me now and erasing them from the books, and then there's some demon that can't deal with light and. Mary Jane turns the lights on and burns them to death. It was like, wh- what did this issue have anything to do with anything? Like, it, it was... I'm not saying this one was one of those, but it was pretty goddamn close. <laughs> it's pretty close. Um, this is paper you're printing shit on. Like, make it worth it. Make it worth it. Hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, you get those. You get those issues where it's just like... God, I mean, it's amazing. So even if you get like a, a one issue thing, like like Nightwing this week, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, if you just get like a throwaway issue, it's like you know, why waste your time? Right. One away issues here. We've got a small small uh, series here from DC Black Label. We got book one, Batman: One Dark Night, written and drawn by Jock. Uh, I raced to this. Race to this issue, I felt there was the absolute urgency, and rushing through an issue that was written and drawn by Jock is hard to do, uh, because every this guy knows what he's doing. He's one of my favorite artists of all time for comic books, and we've got uh, a new character, EMP, uh, that we've got... Uh, let's pull up her name here, because I was not too pleased with her. We have Montoya talking with... What is this woman's name? I'm scanning to go as fast as possible. And yet here you are. What did you think? What did you think of like Pennyworth in this? He was a little little snarky on this one. Like I'm gonna go have a drink. He's always a little snarky. One of the best parts about him is he's someone that can, you know, kind of put Bruce in his spot, place a little bit. Hmm. We got Miss Vasquez here, who is arguing that. They need to move EMP out of Arkham Asylum to Blackgate. And <laughs> his power is pretty much EMP. He absorbs, uh, he absorbs um, power. He absorbs electricity. And they're moving him. They've drugged the shit out of him. Bats is in the in the, in the bat wing up, up high. We, we've got... Uh, I love the, the layouts uh, and the maps on this. Um, of what Gotham looks like, um, where Arkham Asylum is, you know, the, the trail that they got to get all the way to Blackgate that couldn't have been farther fucking away. And all of the reports from the cops of what's going on, gang activity. And we've got guys with bazookas that want to kill this guy. I mean, they're like, I assume that they wanted to free him, but no, they wanted to murder this guy and, and bats protecting him. That was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of both, you know, cause you got some people that are all about saving this guy and getting him out of there. And they've got other people that are trying to kill him. There's a, I think there's a bounty on his head. You know, the one thing I didn't like though, is I, I hated the fact that his name is Edward M. Pressler. So he's EMP. Yeah. Like it, it's very Edward Nigma. Oh yeah. Like it's like, it worked back in the day, but like maybe, I mean, maybe there, that's why they did it. Just to like kind of have that nostalgic thing. But I was like, oh, man, he's, he's EMP, and he's got EMP powers. And, like, you could have just called him Edward Pressler, and it would have been fine. But Edward M. Pressler. Like, really? Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta dig that in there a little bit deeper. 
what book was it where uh, or or cartoon was it where Joe uh, where Joker was uh, his alias was Joe Care <laughs> K E R R. Um, yeah, you're yeah. Right. you're right about that. Uh, this was a race. Like, it, like it's a little too cheesy. Like it's just a little too cheesy. Like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fit here. It just doesn't fit in this book. Like this is supposed to be like a, this. This seems like a more serious take on Gotham. Yeah. You know we've got all these gangs coming together. We've got Miss Vasquez here who's talking about taking all these, you know, stuff, all these weapons off the streets. And then the next page we see a guy with a bazooka. A kick-ass drawn bazooka, by the way. I was just yeah. admiring that. Like you know, you like this is kind of the first time I remember seeing this Miss Vasquez, and like I really like. It's cool that she like is like kind of the anti-Gordon, where she wants to like take all the crime off the streets and like get a get rid of all the masks, get rid of Batman and all that. Cool, but like you got to give her some legitimacy. You can't you can't just be like, oh hey, I've done all this stuff, and then literally the next page be like, no bitch, you didn't. No, and and the fact that like, Gordon give her like some it. credibility. Yeah, Gordon doesn't like her. Like if if you if you and I were friends with Gordon, and we and he was a booker and at another Fed, and we were friends with him. And, hey, we just booked this one guy. And he's like, "What are you doing, man? Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, we're gonna we're not gonna book him. Like, uh, yeah, you know, something came up. <laughs> Gordon Gordon said no. Total no credibility. You're right about that. Yeah, she doesn't. Have, she doesn't have any like. Give her, give her some freaking legitimacy behind her. Like, be like, oh hey, crime's down fifty two percent, and have George Gordon be like, yeah, you're you're right. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm the anti Gordon and fuck this bitch. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't give her anything to work with. No, not at all. You know, we're gonna finish this up. We're probably never gonna see her again. Because we'll literally, the bazooka is the next page. <laughs> Bazooka's next page, but we've got a mystery here. We've got a little kid watching. His eyes lit up. This was. This is what I really enjoyed. This issue. I love the fact that the uh, Black Gate has this ridiculous like system set up to house him, but like it's already gone online. And if they don't get his ass in there, it's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna destroy itself. Like it, he's an integral part of the battery almost. Mm-hmm. Kids looking, his eyes are lit up. We've got a EMP on the run. He's getting as close as possible to downtown to absorb as much as he can. And we got the the bat signal in the air, and and of course, just he goes, he redlines, just boom. Not a full on nuclear bomb. I'd say uh, I actually saw a video the other day of like what uh, bomb explosions look like, uh, like in terms of like this is a grenade this is what a bazooka looks like this is a mother the moab mother of all bombs this is the daddy of all bombs it, it wasn't that big but it was big enough just to take off all the power completely um emps will just take any anything off that that that's electric it's done all the the, the cars are done radios are done cell phones refrigerators it, it's going to be total chaos people aren't going to be able to access their it, it's it's theorized that um that the next big terrorist attack is going to be against our power grid, which is unfortunately um, ludicrously underguarded and easily, easily uh, destroyed. I mean, when the um, Texas actually has its own power grid, and when that storm came in last year, uh, they were within four minutes of it going down for goddamn good. Um, yep. For for and when you when there's no power. Uh, 
think of everything that's connected to things. You can't get gas. You can't chill your food. Um, you can't access your money. Um, you're done. It's going to be, it would be total chaos. And that just yep. happened in Gotham throughout the whole fucking city. And they're, they're not even halfway there. Uh, this, this splash phase of bats, you know, like Alfred, you copy, of course he doesn't <laughs> nothing. It's, it's out. Like he grabs EMP, you know, I, I love the battery that the power reader in his chest and, um, back to the maps. Cause I dig that. I love knowing exactly where, where I am and things, especially like when it's part of the story and looks like we're, we're getting there the hard way. So, uh, another chase, like we've got to get, he might wake up again. And then we got that kid that is somehow connected to him and he just took off from it from his dad's he's it's his pops but he's connected to this guy i'm thinking this is maybe his illegitimate child or something like that and yeah it's definitely something because he definitely at one point he definitely because they call him brody yeah and earlier the one of the first things emp says when he wakes up is brody brody Brody. you know this guy's just this guy's running he's just trying to make a break for it we don't know yeah, because one of the big things, the big points of contention that I actually did enjoy um, between Vasquez and Gordon was that Gordon saw that some of these people could be rehabilitated in Arkham as opposed to just throwing them in Blackgate and, you know, throwing away the key. Yeah. And that's that's one of the huge points of contention between the two of them. And that was kind of his point for, for EMP because we know we, we learn in here that something happened five years ago between EMP and Vasquez's family. But we don't know. We don't know what it is as of yet, but we do know that Vasquez swears up and down that this isn't affecting her decision at all. Oh, bullshit. It's personal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, they got to rigging, you know, we've got this cold point of contention between the two, you know, which, which makes more sense. You know, can you, can you rehabilitate this guy? Was he, in the process of legitimately being rehabilitated or was he just waiting for his moment to get the hell out? You know, is he running from something or is he running to something? And I kind of feel like that's, you know, where this, this book is going to go in the next chapter or two as we're going to find out, is he, is he running from Batman or is, or running from people trying to kill him or is he running to find Brody or is he just running to get the hell out of Gotham? I wonder if he's running to, if that's his illegitimate kid and he's running to kill the kid because he doesn't want the kid to go through with what what he's going through, which would make it a black label book in my opinion, which like it's a mercy kill and like I don't know what do you think from what from that I mean I'm I'm armchair booking here. Uh, I think we're gonna find out, man. You know I think we're definitely gonna find out what happened between EMP and Vasquez's family. Like, that's got to happen, obviously. I bet you that's going to happen in the first two pages of the next but, issue. I mean, the way the way this is going is I think we're going to find out that EMP does, like, just the way the first chap book is written, mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to find out that EMP really does want to be rehabilitated, and he really wants a second chance at being a good person. And I feel like we're just going to continue to prove undermine this Vasquez character. Like I just I I feel like they really need to give her some legitimacy and quickly, and I I don't see it happening. I think they're gonna end up crapping all over this new character, and it's not gonna be all that great. Well, I got my hopes pretty high for that for this for any anything black label because I 
The only thing Black Label I didn't like was Damned. Yeah. Um. Well, was uh, was Three Jokers Black Label? Yeah, it was garbage. <laughs> I I was not I was not a fan of the Three Jokers. Freaking a lot of like freaking Constantine in Black Label was great. Freaking uh, Suicide Squad's been really good in Black Label. Like I, I like I said, I could be wrong on it. I just freaking like. This is just something like looking over these pages and like rereading some of it a little bit. I was like, eh. like you can't, you can't, like I said, you just can't create new characters just to have them look bad. Right. Yeah, it's, like it do- doesn't work. It's just like when you're talking about like when uh, you shit all over your, uh, your opponent and make them look bad and then they go beat you. Um, it, it's just, or vice versa. Like it doesn't always work the right way you think it would be because you're just making yourself look bad shitting on someone so so awfully and yeah the promo might be cool right when it happens but then they beat your ass like doesn't do anything for anybody nope not at all not at all well, so, I mean, like i said we'll see what happens man hopefully they'll like i said they'll put some love and attention towards vasquez and really shine her up you know they need to they need to give her some clout give her some legitimacy you know, we see uh, EMPs, you know, the EMP hits. Next thing you know, we've got all these car crashes. You know, we see Brody end up walking up to the roof of his building. And all he says is, you know, the, the blackout citywide, you know. And then we just, the last image we see is just Gotham completely dark. Plus, you know, we see a little bit of that Batman grabbing, grabbing EMP, throwing him over his shoulder and be like, we're doing, like you said, we're doing this the hard way. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's got to move, you know. We see freaking, we see how far Batman got when the uh, when the transport was ambushed. We see how much room he's made since before he captured EMP, and we see he's still got a good eighty percent of Gotham to get through to get to Blackgate. Oh yeah. And we see where all the big uh, big gangs are located at and their quickest routes to get to him. This reminds me of The Warriors. You ever see that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Batman come out to play. Pretty much. Yeah, we see uh, we got you know Mar- the Maronis. We've got the Bertinellis. And we've got a whole bunch of, we got some guys, the EMP's tasers. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming those would be, that's EMP's gang. Yeah, we're seeing all kinds of stuff, and you know, the Batman's got to get through all of this to get to freaking to get to Blackgate Prison to drop off EMP, and he's only got so much time to do it. Yeah, but even then, it just occurred to me that the machine that is supposed to house him is electrical. That that's probably offline too. Yeah, unless it was right outside the blast zone, <laughs> but you know, we'll find out when we get there. We'll see, man. Like, uh, did you like it? I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I put the I put like I said overall, with the exception of the whole Vasquez thing. Freaking, it's it's a really solid read. It's got a, it's got a great premise. Freaking, but uh, yeah, I just I just didn't like the way they brought in this, you know, brought in Vasquez, and just kind of cut her off at the knees. Yeah. Like other than that, though, I mean, the art's great. The story's good. We got a. This brand new character, you know, in all honesty, a lot of the art really for me is very reminiscent of a 
Kind of reminds me of a little bit of uh, Arkham Asylum a little bit. Uh, like yeah. if it was done, if it was done in comic book form. A little bit more uh, visual in terms of you can figure out what you're looking at from this one, but yeah, I, I, I see your point. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I'll definitely pick up uh, book two when it comes out in February. So it'll be it'll be good, man. Freaking, it'll be nice to nice to see where this goes. You know, we got a debut of a brand, a couple of brand new characters. Jock is notoriously late. Notoriously late. So if these books come out on time, that means he did these books a year ago, and they had them in the can before they even announced it. Nice. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with it. You know, maybe it'll be out in April. We'll see. Uh, the last thing I wanted to follow up with is a refrigerator full of heads, man. Um, uh, it's a black label book as well. One of the Joe Hill presents Hill House comics. Joe Hill is actually uh, not his real name. Um, kind of like it's the actually Joe Not Hill. No, it's actually. Uh, uh, all right, so uh, I loved him and get him to the Greek. Get him to the Greek. That was a good ass book. I mean, movie. It's it's, it's a light day. He's actually Stephen King's son. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he doesn't want to, he didn't want anyone, to, it's not that he didn't want anyone to know, but he wanted to make his name established without riding daddy's coattails, and he's fucking done it. Uh, he's he's the one that did Lock and Key. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, he's the one that did Lock and Key, and everything he's curated for his Hill House comics have been amazing. Um, I've read every single one, and Refrigerator Full of Heads is a continuation of Basket Full of Heads that came out about a year and a half ago. Where a uh, girl is vacationing, where she's she's living on an island, uh, like 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 more like Nantucket type style, and uh, cops are rogue. Uh, she finds out that her boyfriend is involved with some crooked cops. She's staying with the boyfriend at the chief of police house, and these assholes break in. They want a spe- they want a, they want something specific, and he has a, a collection of. Uh, like medieval weapons, and he happens to have a Norse battle axe, and she grabs it in self-defense and cuts one of the guy's heads off, and body's dead, head's still alive. Um, Not going to ruin that story for anyone, but this is a continuation from that. She is in it, but it is about a uh, group of people that is assembling all of the specific weapons. Like, that one weapon was part of four. Let me pull this up here. So the battle axe in conjunction, the Norse Tetrad, three of the four artifacts forged at the behest of the Asir, weapons of darkness to be wielded against the greater darkness of Ragnarok. All of these weapons could take Odin down. We have, they've assembled three of the four. They have the sword of Hugin in Munin, uh, which is a memory and thought, the, that's, uh, Odin, the name of Odin's ravens that see everything for him. We've got the dagger of Fenrir. Fenrir uh, obviously is in you know Marvel as you know uh, Hela's wolf, but Fenrir is if you know anything about Greek mythology, one of the biggest things there. Hela did have the wolf, and he was chained, immobile, um, bound by Glyfnir, the chain forged by the sons of um, Ilvadi. This sword is forged. Uh, the 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 hilt is one of its teeth. And then the belt of Jormungandr, uh, made from the skin of the world serpent. And this this axe that they need completes it. Basically, it's going to, like, 
if you have all four, you know, ultimate power type thing. And oh, these, nice. These people are on the island, uh, investigative reporters, uh, to figure out what happened with the murders that happened uh, in regards to Basketful of Heads. And they piss off a bunch of bikers, and uh, in the course of the fight, they, they get run off the road, and one of them falls into the lake where the girl from the first book threw the axe, hoping no one ever find it. And uh, they've got a refrigerator full of heads. <laughs> and all the heads Sounds are alive. Apt. Yeah. And we've got uh, methed out bikers all out in the chase. And uh, it's a lot of goddamn fun. Um, I've only told you 8% of what's going on in this book. But all that little stuff, the artwork is, the artwork is gnarly. It's, 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 it's expressive uh, it's not ugly, but it's if, if anyone that would is not used to comic book art would look at this and be like, "Ew!" But anyone that is skilled with comic book art would be like, "Oh, this is like look, this it's great, extremely expressive. It's not talking heads. It's great poses when they when they talk about the uh, origins of these weapons, they change the style and go um, old school style. Awesome, old school style. So uh, Joe Hill, you know. Never lets me down. I'm really happy with it, man. But that's all I got for this week, man. Did you have anything left? Oh, yeah. We had, like it's it's December. I mean, guys, you know, like comics kind of slow down and always slow down in, Dece- in December and pick back up around late January. But that's all I had that really like picked my fancy. I mean, there's some other good books. Um, actually, well, Savage Avengers is good. Um, from last week, no, it was it was kind of slim pickings, but that's okay. It's the holidays. Well, slim pickings mean you get to go to get some real good food at a parent's house and unwrap some presents. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about how good the uh, ham is over at the uh, Morales household, and uh, be sure to let me know how awesome uh, it is watching uh, Morales Jr. unwrap all his awesome presents. I'm pretty stoked to. Hear about how much he loves that micro machines that that's coming his way, and uh, I'll I'll keep you prevy. Like uh, we're not too Christmassy here, guys. We're we're tired. <laughs> now we got what two days at this point? Three days? Yeah. Uh, two days, eleven minutes. Christmas is Saturday. Two days, eleven minutes. Something like that. Send us off, man. Send us off. It's your turn. What was my turn last week? I'll do it again though. Cool. All right, this is minefield. This is dangerous. This transmission is over. Buy the shirts. Buy the shirts. New era rules. <laughs>